Hello, everybody. Welcome to <clears throat> episode 69 of the Walk with Ethan Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Black. Today, we're talking about the shows from Monday, September 11th through Thursday, September 14th. But before we do, we're going to talk about the one show from Saturday, September 9th, that's the Prestige Show, and two shows from uh, Sunday, September 10th. So we'll just get right into those. So we'll start with the Saturday, September 9th for Prestige Wrestling. No arts, no cowboys, no rules show. Didn't upload the results by the time I was recorded on Sunday's episode, so that's why this Saturday show is super late, so I do apologize. Anyway, Breeze defeat Sean Spears for the Prestige Tag Title C4, the champions Cody Chung, Gail Rosas, defeating Los Savasistos, Denny Rose, and Ricky G. Trisha Dorr defeating Lissa Hull, Travis Wayne defeating Juan Carlos Manders, Tom Lawler defeating Fred Rosser, in a field forward match, Judas Akaris defeating Kid Bennett, Chris Brady, and Matt Cross, Son of Go defeating Shun Skywalker, in the meeting and tag team action, Midnight Heat, Eddie Pearl, Ricky Gibson to be NDS, Levy Cruz, and Riley Jackson. So that's prestige wrestling. Then went over to the Sunday September show, temp shows. Start off with the first of two. GCW crushed up. Opening match, Fatal Forward Tag Team at La Macisos, Cyclops, and Medio Extremo to be Elk Price in Colorado, Boosie, Ellie Catch, and Effie. It wasted you, Dylan McKay, and Marcus Mamps, and Mids in 28 seconds. Rich Hardy defeated Charles Mays, 10 minutes 56 seconds. Mikey Ito defeated Carol Kelly, 10 minutes 43 seconds. In tag team match, Eastway Express, Jordan Oliver, Nick Wayne. Defeating August Matthews, defeated 14 minutes 31 seconds. Non-title match, Extreme Champion, Joey Dillard defeated Alice Coggan, 14 minutes and 32 seconds. Bobby Flagle for Scream Reef for Anthony No Contest, 4 minutes 16 seconds. I believe this was substitute for the Tony Dupton versus Go Akira match, but we don't know why. I believe. Akira got double bulk, so that's why I got canceled. Anyway, that match with no console. So we go to the next match. Jacob Foto to defeat Mitch Warner. 14 minutes and 38 seconds. Semi Maven, six person tag to match. Akira, Jimmy Lloyd, and Moss Slamwich defeat GCW World Jam, Blake Christian, and Death Match Royalty. Matt Cardona and Steph Delaner, 10 minutes and 22 seconds. And then we went non title match. Ultra Falling Jam, Ray Yamashista defeat Mike Bailey, 22 minutes and 55 seconds. Out of the show, I said check out the East West Express versus Ox Matthews. And you missed. Yeah, well, yeah, my shit stuff versus Bailey. So that was GCW. Then we head over to West Coast Pro Wrestling from the West Coast West Coast with Love. So we kick it out with a tight match at the West Coast record draw Nelson Royce Isaacs, Devine Allen Angels, and Kevin Blackwood. And a eight-person tag match. Isma Fong, Kid Bennett, Cubes, and Finito Devine Dom, Kubrick, Kota Haro, Lucas Riley, and Wicked Wicked Wicked. Kevin Knight defeating Finn and Masaru. Six-man tag match at Jaw Jewel. JT throwing Robert Martyr defeating Adrian Quest of uh, Sisistos. Lee Moriarty defeating Alpha So. The 2023 West Coast Cup winner Starboy Char defeating Shun Skywalker. Brian Keith defeating Francisco Akira. And a triple threat match Iron Kid defeating Erasmus and Black Tarus. For the women's title, Takuma Ayara, the champion retains over Johnny Robbie. And the main for the West Coast Pros title. The champion Tyson Alexander for Steel Gersy ends a 30 minute time limit draw. So let's go to pole wrestling. Now we'll head into the Monday, September 11 shows. So we'll kick it off with Big Japan Pole Wrestling's Lucky Bag Show. So opening match, tight match in Junior Richard, Kaji Tomato, and Kota Suki Fudo to be Brian Manchu and Kankor Hashinano Fis Beeman. 7 minutes and 58 seconds. In tag match with Tako Okado and Andy Wu defeating Konaka and Koji Yamato. 10 minutes and 15 seconds. In tag match with Yokohama Shum Street. 6 minutes tag to Hideo Kamatani and Yuzumi Nakanoi 
defeat Tim Pass and Liam Buzzard, via Brain Buster, 9 minutes and 28 seconds, and tag to match with Desaki Sakimo and Kutsuma Yoshida, defeating Hearts on Fire, World Strong Heavy Champion Oyagi and Shihiro Iri, via Ground Cover Twist, 13 minutes and 35 seconds. In six-minute tag match, we have the Big Japan Tag Team Champions, Astronauts, Dakota Nomura, and Fuyama Abe, team with, with Hidaki Suzuki, defeating Hashimoto's Daijin Kazuki, team with Adul Kabashi, feet double arm suplex on Kazuki Hashimoto, 12 minutes and 26 seconds. In a moment, in a six-minute tag team light tube match, Yokohama Show Street six-minute tag champs, the death match of which Yuki Ishikawa, and Kazumi Kitayuta, team over Ryo Ito, defeating Yuki Yamato, Isma Kadoka, and Miju. Kijiyama, Fielder's Effect, 11 minutes and 29 seconds. That was Page Paint Paul Wrestling. They went over to Night 4. Uh, the Road Destruction in Kobe. This is Night 4. And this one, this is a house show, by the way. Uh, Yo defeating Yuji Nakashima for Falcon Arrow, 7 minutes and 50 seconds. Intact match in Tan Koji, Hiroshi Tanzu, Toshi Kojima. Defeating Token Magabe and Oscar Lube for Luri on Lube, 8 minutes and 56 seconds. 8 man tag to match with 6 or 9, Rusuke Taguchi and Master Wado. Team of Yuji Nagata and Shota Umno. Defeating Strong Style Team of Eldas Brahman or Suki Randorita. Team of Tiger Mask 4 for Death Bar on Tiger Mask, 10 minutes and 21 seconds. In tag match with Beep Up Tag Team, number 0.6 man tag of Rosh Tanahashi and Toriyano. Defeating Tog Mahama and Jado via rope on Jado, 7 minutes and 50 seconds. <clears throat> Eight man tag match with Chaos is never open with six man tag teams, Katsushiko Ka and Tomohiro Ishii, along with the IWGB tag teams, Roko and Yoshihashi, defeating Team DK's television team, Zack Sabre Jr., Bad Dude Tito, Shane Hayes, and Mikey Nichols via Red Maker on Bad Dude Tito, 11 minutes and 13 seconds. In 10 man tag match, we had United Empire's United Shin, Will Ospreay, Jeff Cobb, Grail Khan, Hinari, and Callum Newham, defeating LIJ, that is Junior Vachim, Hiro Takahashi, the winner of the 2023 G1 Climax Tournament, Tusia Naito. Shingo Takagi, Bushi, and Yoda Suji. By submission, Fishi, Killer, and Bushi. 12 minutes. I'm saying this is pretty much this team. I think this is the preview in the United States title match. Jeff Coffers, Naito, and Grail Khan versus uh, Shingo. Then they made an eight man tag match with House of Torture, Evil, Show, Dick Togo, Yuji Takahashi, defeating Just Four Guys, IWG World Champs, and uh, KOPW 2023 Champ Taichi, Doki, and Takamichinoku. Everything is evil on Mitch Noku. 13 minutes and 47 seconds. This is a preview of the KOPW 2023 title in IWGB World Title Matches at Destruction Irai Goku for Ewan Sana and then Taichi and Show are meeting on the Destruction Kobe on September 24th. But that is New Japan for Wrestling. And we'll head over to Monday Night Raw. We can have with Jay Uzo make way down the ring. He says now in Norfolk, Virginia. Is it feels good to be on the bloodline on his own and Raw before he? But before you can do Kevin Owens' music, it's make way down to the ring. Owens says he thinks Jay meant that he's on the Kevin Owens show. He says he's been in Jay's situation. He knows what he's going through because he's done a lot of bad things to good people. He said when he tried to make up his wrongdoings, it was hard and took well for people to trust and respect him once again. He said there are plenty of people who don't want Jay in the raw locker room, but some like Cody Rhodes and seems they are going to give him a second chance. As far as he's concerned, Jay has a long way to go when it comes to regaining his trust and respect. We heard some more theme songs. This time is the Judgment Day. It's you know, it's been Finn Bauer, Demon Priest, and the North American Dominic Fisterio, as Ray Ripley has a women's world title match to get ready for. So, one half of the Tatchins, Finn Bauer tells Owen no one speaks to Jay like he just did and questions why Jay needs to put himself up to Owens. He said he's not the, that's not the case for himself and the rest of Judgment today. So, the other half of the Tatch and Mr. Money Debate, Demon Priest, echoes that sentiment. He says Owens doesn't speak for the locker room, tells Jay that Judgment Day store is always open. 
excuse me, then he cites NXT North American champ Dominic Sir as an example, and Dominic vouches what Priest just said. Then he adds that Judgment Day has been here for his up and downs, and Priest is the three of them came out given their he thought they were facing Owens insane. He has Owens for same ones, and Kevin Owens is saying isn't here on the show. He said, but that doesn't matter. He's here for a fight. So Jay offers to be his partner, earn back his trust, respect, and Owens accepts his help. Then he then Jay super kicks Dominic, and they all brawl with each other before Kevin Owens and Jay was so dumped Judge Day out of the ring. As we go to uh, crush break. So when we come back for break, we will that non-title match now. The tag champs, Priest and Fowler versus Kevin Owens and Jay Uso. So Priest and Jay lock up, then Finn Balor tags and offers Jay's hand, but Jay slaps away and takes Kevin Owens in. Jay hits the back over Owens at Jay's center and fires up right hand. Balor works on the leg of Owens with a chop block and takes Priest in. Priest hits a stomp to Owens and he fires with kicks in the corner. Owens comes with integrity and J- takes Jay back in. Jay hits a crossbody off the top of a priest, fires by with a series of kicks before Jay hits a right hand small and drop. Small and drop. Judgment Day or sent crash of Diddy outside, and Jay takes him and Dominic Stereo, takes out Priest and Dominic Stereo, takes advantage and takes a cheap shot to Owens on the apron as we go to push break. We come back for break. Priest takes down Owens, takes in Balor, hits a stomp to the knee, falls with an elbow to the head, lays the back elbow. Before Jay takes the fires of right hands on him, hits an integrity, looks for a hip attack, but Balor evades the move and hits a stomp to the chest. Jay pops back, hits a pop-up neckbreaker, and a super kick. Then climbs the top and looks for the Uso splash, but Balor gets his knees on takes in Priest. Owens takes him fires of right hands and stomps on Priest in the corner, looks for a cannibal, but his knee gives out. Then Priest looks for self at home, but Owens slips out of his hands <coughs> and hits a Dornado DT. Goes for a couple, only got two count. Owens closes the top rope, but Priest catches with a right hand, joins him up there, but Owens pushes him off. Balor comes legal, looks for a superplex, but Owens counters with an avalanche brain buster. Jay looks for super kick Priest, but he accidentally hits Owens. So Priest and Jay go to the outside as Balor takes advantage mm-hmm. and hits the Groody Growl on Owens to score the win at 12 and a half minutes. Fun little tag match against one six out of ten. After the match, Owens hits it back and Jay slowly falls behind on reflecting what just happened. Then we see recovery Jay is getting ready for the women's world title match later in the show as Natalia greets her. Then after the break, we go backstage. Jay attempts to apologize to Owens, but Kevin Owens was not gonna have it and basically tells Jay off. Then we get a recap of the Intercontinental main event last week. And then we see Imperium showed up to the Norfolk Scope Arena. Then we go to our second match of the show. The Miz goes one with Akira Tozawa. Miz looks for a boop out of the gate, but Tozawa ducks it away and hits a Herkarah. Falls with a draw kick, but Miz levels him. Rains the right hands on his hip for hitting a knee to the back of his neck. Followed by a series of kicks. Tozawa comes back with a few shots, but Miz sends him to the apron. And Tozawa hits an integrity. Miz comes back with a coat breaker for the ropes and then hits three skull crash of finales. Puts out away at 3 minutes and 12 seconds. I just won 2 out of 10. This was pretty much a squash match. Here's the Barnes has an interview with Coverage by a Women's World Total Match. Then we go to Jackie Rivens with Shannon Baszler. And she commands Zoe Stars for effort last week. Before Chelsea Green interrupts and tries to pawn off her other half of the women's titles on the her On the Baszler, as they said to her peers. But Baszler instead challenges to a match, and then Piper and Joseph Rios made clear before taking her woman's title back. Then we go to the ring at this time for the celebration of the Intercontinental Champion Gunther, as he has dethroned Honky Tonk Man as the longest ranked Intercontinental Champion last week. So Luvik Kaiser demands the graduate of the Dota Universe, then introduces Gunther down to the ring. So Gunther says he has written history to the surprise of no one. He says he's officially the longest Intercontinental champ of all time. Then thanks all the Intercontinental champs that came before him for contributing nothing. He says he elevated the title and feels so good competing against himself. So we hear the music of Alpha Academy and Chad Gable appears. 
He says third match last week was a main event for the ages, and he woke up earlier today still feeling the ramifications of their uh, match. Then he congratulated Guther on the historical accomplishment. Says he looked in Gunther's eyes after the match. He said no one pushed him to the limit like he did, and he saw tears in his daughter's eyes that Gunther caused. He said he wouldn't accept Gunther to know what it's like to watch your children cry in front of you, but he managed to light fire at him and puts him on notice. Then he tells Gunther he could beat him again and wants another shot at the title and vows to take it from him and put smell on his daughter's face. Then Gunther asks what he wants an opportunity. Then asks if he wants to have his family watch him be a get beat again. He said, well, Gable is a fantastic athlete. He's a terrible father. So Gable had enough and starts punching Gunther in the face before Kaiser and G. Bonnie Vinci join and appear and beat them down. Otis runs down to the ring, dumps Kaiser and Vinci out of the ring. G- Gable tries to beat Gunther down, but Gunther takes him out of the chop. So Kaiser and Vinci get back in the ring to help Gunther, but here comes Tommaso Ciampa with a chair in hand to even the odds as Imperial retreats. Then we go backstage, Ciampa. He says he's looking to seize the moment before Otis challenges Imperial into a six-man tag match. Gable agrees and Champa just walks away. And then we go to footage earlier today of Xavier Woods and Drew McIntyre in a confrontation. Woods says McIntyre's job is I'm going for Kingston because McIntyre won the WWE title in front of no, in an empty performance center while Kofi won in front of thousands of fans. That was a, a little cheap shot, but it was a good line from Xavier Woods. And speaking of those two, we go to that match now. True McIntyre versus Xavier Woods. Woods hits the chop, but McIntyre whips him in the corner, but Woods comes back with a draw kick and reigns with right hands. Football needed a hit, but McIntyre lands a hit button, tosses Xavier across the ring. Woods hits a rolling O, but McIntyre flies him, charges him with the Woods, sends him crashing to the outside, delivers a kick as he looks to go flying over the top rope. McIntyre sends him over the announce table as we go to commercial break. At the break, McIntyre and Woods teeter on the middle where the McIntyre gets Woods up on the shoulders for white noise, but he escapes, hits a sunset foot, climbs the top rope, hits the leg drop for a two count. Woods gets McIntyre on the shoulders when McIntyre escapes, hits a battle to belly suplex, falls with a cope, a neck breaker, followed by Claymore, but Woods catches him with a thrust kick. McIntyre hits a chop, flattens Woods, then looks for everybody on the side, but Woods counters to a roll for a two count. Woods hits a senton, sliding knee, then they go back for exchange and stretch where McIntyre hits the Claymore to score the victory at 9 minutes and 45 seconds. Not a really fun match, I just won 6 out of 10. And then Cody Rhodes makes it around the ring. Then he asks Norfolk what they want to talk about. And says they could talk with Jay Uso. But before he could finish, we hear Dominic Mysterio's music hits. And he comes out on the ring along with JD McDonough. He said he's happy Cody brought Jay to Rock because he was he would be amazing once it's in Judgment Day. Then says Cody won't able to do anything about it. McDonough then Dominic then attack Cody, but Cody dumps McDonough out of the ring and lays up Dominic with a Cody cover followed by a couple of crossroads to close that it. Honestly, this was a really pointless segment. I I didn't care for this. This didn't, did not need to be on the show, to be honest with you. Then we go backstage to Drew McIntyre and Jay Uso. Drew tells Jay he can't trust him. Just just Jay must be looking good now. Before Jay challenges McIntyre to a match and McIntyre accepts. Then we go to the next match. Women's tag champ Chelsea Green goes one with Shayna Baszler. Baszler hits the back suplex to Green. Stomps on her elbow. Then gets in Piper Niven's face. Looks to lock in an arm roll, but Niven, Niven helps Green slide out of the ring and Baszler falls her out there. She gets in her face. Gets back in the ring. Green rolls her up for a two count. Tries to go for the on prettier, but Baszler hits the exterminus. Base of the Piper's Pip for the quick win at a minute 50. This was another basically squash match. This one gets a 1 out of 10 for me. Then after the match, Niv and Baszler begin to brawl before Story Starks runs out of help at hand. And then they force Piper Niv out the royal of the ring. So that we probably got our next challenge for the women's tag titles. Then we get a Shinsuke, Shinsuke Nakamura fit. 
vignette airs of him questioning the world champ Seth Rollins' honor. And speaking of the world champ Seth Rollins, he welcomes he makes way down the ring and welcomes fans to Monday Night Rollins. That injures himself. All he has to thinks Nakamura says he is. He says he's a father, a fighter, and the world heavyweight champion. He says for a long time he didn't know who he was. Then reflects on all different people he's been WWE. He said once he eventually figured that fans wanted to be himself, he can look in the mirror in his daughter in the eyes at peace with his past and proud of his future. Rollins says Virginia didn't come to see him talk, and he didn't come here to do that either. He said he came to fight, and despite management telling him to slow down, he wasn't built that way. And thinks his match with Nakamura. A payback took more out of him than he's willing to admit, then calls Nakamura out of the ring once again and offers him a shot at the world title. So Nakamura's music hits, he doesn't appear on the ring. So there's appearing on the time trying to attack a ricochet backstage. Then he tells Rollins he has bad timing before he said he would fight, but thought Rollins was medically clear. <laughs> so he decided to fight anyway before he says he'll take Rollins' world title, but just not tonight. I imagine we're probably getting this rematch at Fastlane. So we go back to Tuesday, Jay Uso and Finn Balor. Balor says himself Jay April professionals and weapon in the ring earlier stays there. He brings up Drew McIntyre. Hopefully he's not a fan. Himself the rest of Judgment Day are fans of his. This is the door is to, to join Judgment Day. Then we go to a six-man tag to match in Imperium's Intercontinental Jim Gunther, Ludwig Kaiser, Giovanni Vigi, first Alpha Academy, Chad Gaiman, Otis, teaming up with Tommaso Ciampa. So Finchie and Champa Luck gets smashed starting. They go back for Mitchell's for Champa. Reigns up right hands and lands a chop. Gable and Ludwig Kaiser tag and got <coughs> Kaiser wears down Gable with a series of holds. Gable hits a drop toll and wears Kaiser down with a series of submissions. I was on takes Finchie back in. Gable goes tumbling out of the ring while Gunther takes a cheap shot. Gable gets back in the ring and Finchie lands an uppercut. Then Kaiser tags and continues wearing down Gable as we go to commercial break. After the break, Kaiser... Sorry, Gunther wears down Gable and Champa and Finchie taken. Champa fires up right hands, hits a close on the corner, plans Finchie. Kaiser takes in and keeps Champa from making the take, but Champa fights him on takes and Otis hits a spin back on a fall by body slam. He connects with the caterpillar, gets Kaiser up on his shoulders, but Kaiser slips out and sits Otis crashing the ring post shoulder first before Gunther and Gable taken, and Gable wastes no time for right hands as he looks for the German suplex, <clears throat> but he couldn't get Gunther up and over. Gunther hits one of his own, but Gable manages to lock an ankle lock. Finchie takes it, hits a crossbody off the top rope, but he gets caught in the ankle lock, but he manages to escape. Gable hits Chaos Theory, looks for a car, but Gunther breaks up the pin. So Gable locks in the ankle lock once more on Finchie as we get Chaos on the outside. Gunther looks to break the hole, but Champa slides in the ring and locks him in the disillusioning stretch or more of the Gargano escape as Finchie taps out to the ankle lock for the submission win. At 13 and a half minutes. I actually really enjoyed this match. I just won 7 out of 10. To go backstage, we see Judgment Day talking. Dominic wishes he was out in the ring at ringside for the main event for the Women's World title. But Ripley promises him she'll handle business. Then after the break, we go to Adam Pierce's office where we see Becky Lynch, NXT Women's Champion Tiffany Stratton sign a contract for the Women's title match on NXT before they get into exchange words with each other. And speaking of women's title matches, we go to the main event right now for the women's world title. We're Ripley defense against Raquel Rodriguez. Where Dominic Cristero is banned from ringside. Raquel hits a clothesline, looks for a power mode. Ripley escapes. So Raquel hits a second clothesline since Ripley crashes into the corner spine first, then chucks her cross ring, logs in a bear hug. Ripley breaks for a series of hit blasts, climbs the top before doing a draw kick. Actually spills to the outside, and Rhea hits a cannonball off the ring steps. She gets Raquel back inside the ring, hits a slide knee off her face, fires her right hands on her hand, falls with another draw kick for Raquel, dumps Ripley out of the ring, hits a big boot to the face as we go to commercial break. <laughs> Excuse me. After the break, Ripley locks in a figure four, but Raquel escapes a rear sensor crash in the top turn, first face first, fires up four for each, each other with big boots. 
Then he tried right hands before Ripley gets the upper hand with a boot to the midsection, followed by a suplex. Then goes for rip top, but Raquel finds her way out and sets her into the top turnbuckle face first. Falls with a back body drop in a big boot, looks for a cross screw elbow. But Ripley puts a stop to our momentum, climbs the top, and hits a frog splash for a close two count. Ripley hits a baseball draw kick under the bottom rope, looks for a cable off the but Raquel catches her. Since her crash in the announced table shoulder first, power bombs are on the apron, gets her back inside the ring. Then, as a note, we see the return of Nia Jax, her first appearance since. This year's Royal Rumble. It's small and dropped to Raquel on the outside. That <clears throat> she gets back in a nine. Ripley hits her with a knee, gets back in the ring, involves with the rip tie to retain the women's world title at 15 minutes and 15 seconds. I actually really enjoyed this match till the last until the nine jacks stuff. Like honestly, I'm gonna give this one six and a half. I kind of like this one a little better than their payback match, but. I don't want to see Nijax back. I don't give a shit. She has a reputation of hurting people in the ring, so... But everybody's been talking about it on Twitter, so I'm not gonna go on a rant. I... I don't care if she's back, to be honest with you, but whatever. Anyway, after the match, Nia headbutts Ripley in the center of the ring, hits the lady drop to the neck, hits a blindside drop, and it slaps her for small reason. So close out this week's Raw. Overall, actually, this was not a bad episode of Monday Night Raw. Honestly, I say check out the opening tag, the non-title tag match between Judgment Day, Owens the same. Owens and Jay Uso, sorry. Woods versus McIntyre. And I say the six man. I say you could probably watch the women's world just up to the ending. But overall score, I'll, I'll give this one seven out of ten. But that's Monday Night Raw. No way over to the Tuesday, September 12th shows. We'll get with NWA Power. So we can go with the first semifinal match of the television title uh, tournament. These two, so two are both fatal form. Or two this for the men's TV title as Tom Lomar heads cashing in for an NWA World title match. So the first one, this was Sticky Dice beat Dax Draper, Gas to give and Judas four minutes fifty eight seconds. Jack Sandy beat AJ Kenson three minutes forty six seconds in a tag match with Ricky Morton being the special guest referee. Homicide Joe Alonso defeating Junior World Champ Kobe Korea and Kota. Locks of Mana, 7 minutes and 7 seconds. And the main for the women's uh, title, Kenzie Page retains for Samantha Star, 4 minutes and 12 seconds. Those NWA. And then we head over to NXT. We can go with a recap of Braun Breaker Tag Fall Rider after no DQ match last week. Then we see Becky Lynch in the parking lot going to the Performance Center. Before we go to our opening match, a number one match for the NXT title, the winner meets Carmelo Hayes at No Mercy. Either Dragon Out versus Wesley. So we start with some Fionnell process for Wesley to pair up Dai to Elia. On the outside before Dragon Out comes back with a German suplex on the floor since Lee Baffers on top of the announcer table as we go to commercial break. We come back for break. Dragon Out is in control, pounding away Lee in the corner, but we fires back and we get a heat ex sorry, extended exchange of foreign strikes in the middle of the ring, which Dragon Out won that exchange. Poor West comes back with a series of kicks, double stomps, and both men are down. West fires out Elia in the corner, but Elia blocks a another chop attempt and returns fire. Dragon up goes into a Spanish fly for a two count from Lee. Dragon up hammers away almost by Canada German suplex. Then Lee tries a handstand scissor takedown, but Elia just kicks him in the gut to black and hits a Larry for a two count. Dragon up grabs a wrist lock, but Lee elbows his way. It goes for a cardiac kick, but gets caught by Dragon up. He spins with Lee on his shoulders, only for Wesley to counter into a tornado DT. Then Dragon up rolls to the floor. We dives over the uh, ring post with a dive, rolls him back in the ring, climbs the top turnbuckle, but Elia recovers and meets him up there. 
Then he brings out a superplex and it hits the H bomb that's that jumping up elbow to the face for a close, close two count. Tries to go for Torpedo Mask, but Lee hits him in the knee, but Dragon comes back with another H bomb to score the win and come down for the Carmelo Hayes NXT title at 13 minutes and 15. In 26 seconds, really, really excellent TV match. I just won nine out of ten. I recommend checking this match out. Excuse me. Then after the match, we see NXT champion come out, makes it interest stands in the entryway and has a back and forth jaw match with Elia. Then we see women's champion Tiffany around the arena earlier today. Then we get a recap of the aftermath of last week's main event between Braun Breaker and Paul Wagner, where Breaker. Squashes Fawn Wagner's head with the steel steps. And then we basically get the stretcher job before. Victor said he never seen anything like that before. And he said Fawn Wagner's been diagnosed with modern skull crusher, skull fracture, and no time to first return. Then we see Corbin walking backstage. Then after the break, he makes his way down to the ring and he gets on the microphone and says, No, he doesn't like the fans and they don't like that. He said, Tonight is different. He said, He's sitting ringside and saw something so vicious the TV had. Truck had to cut to the feet black. He's a breaker crash fawn skull with steel stairs. Corbin admits he doesn't like him, but says Wagner's journey is real and Wagner will never be the same again. Corbin says he knows Breaker is backstage and calls him out. So here comes Braun Breaker. Breaker makes it on stage and Corbin says that's far enough. Corbin says what Breaker did last week's hard for him to put in the words. He breaks in the smile and says that was freaking awesome. So Braun joins him in the ring and him and Corbin have a good laugh at Wagner's best expense. Braun gets serious as he didn't do what he did last week to win Corbin's appropriate. He did a Wagner's career. Braun says he didn't just like the feeling he loved him. Before Corbin says he preached the fact that Braun was willing to get his hands dirty. Corbin says he was trying to be nice and was going to offer to pay Braun's fine, but now he's having second thoughts. Corbin reminds about ending Kerr Angle's career at WrestleMania 35 and being Gable Stevenson of just weeks ago. It's... Sorry, well, that match actually didn't double count out, but basically, said about NXT. And so let's face it, Undertaker, Matt, Squigger, and Roman Reigns. Corbin says Breaker should want his respect before Bronze. He doesn't need or want and challenges Corbin to a match no mercy. He tells him to call his family and friends because he's going to leave no mercy the same way Wagner left the arena last week. Corbin says he had a lot to wear and slaps him in the face. So Bronze slaps him back before we have a brawl and security breaks them apart. <laughs> then we go back to see Brooks, Jansen, Josh break multiple more for their six-man tag. Then we go to that match right now. Josh Briggs, Brooke James, and Miles Bourne versus Drew Gulak, Charlie Dempsey, Damon Kemp. Briggs and Jensen quickly take control of the match, leaving Jensen in the ring to be up on Damon Kemp, but he skips takes in Gulak, and Gulak gets a headlock on Jensen. Takes in Charlie Dempsey, but Brooks Jensen overwhelms them. Miles Bourne takes hit the jumping name breaker on Dempsey, then quickly takes out, and Kemp and Jensen are in. Jensen's a running knee strike for a two count as Gulak and Dempsey break up the pin. Both teams start Bronx, spilled to the floor, where Damon Kemp comes flying up the stairs onto a pile. And then Jen Brooks gets him in the ring. And then Miles Bourne sends him in the ring post. And then Kemp hits like a back suplex, turn to a neck break combination. They go went for his team at two minutes and 41 seconds. This was really more of an angle than anything. I just want three out of ten. Then have to match Miles Bourne celebrates with Damon Kemp. Drew Gulag and Charlie Dempsey. They'll get over to Chase you on Chase War about Thea Hill after last week. Then he has to do cuts in the Reach out to her. Duke discovers that the uh, shut off the location dragon on her phone. And then we go to the, looks like the NXT cafeteria. Anyway, JC Jane, the hill. We're having some boys come over and start hitting on them. And a couple of random guys do that, but they start making fun how young the hill is. So JC Jane says that for, and they both laid them out. Sam Pack and the hill says they're going shopping next week. 
Then we go to our next match of the show. Laya Fakir for Dana Brooke. Valkyria gets a wrist slap, but Dana Brooke escapes only to run into an insecurity from Valkyria. Falls her out over the drunk, but Brooke cuts her off Valkyria as she's ready to get back in the ring. Valkyria comes back with some kicks and a close on this thing. Dana delivers more strikes, but Dana escapes a Norlight suplex attempt, sends her in the corner. Dana Trump falls her in the tries to follow, but Valkyria moves, goes to the top row, and hits the frog splash for the win at 3 minutes and 33 seconds. I didn't care about this match, honestly. I just won 2 out of 10. Then after the match, Fakira tr- tries to put her hand out. Brooke shakes it when Fakira turns back. She tries to type, but Connie George stops her. Then we get an announcement of the second ever women's breakout tournament coming soon. I'm actually pretty excited for that one. Then we go backstage where Mackenzie Mitchell is with Eddie Thorpe, and he swaps at the Dijak. The Dijak appears on a backstage monitor as he's outside with a strap. He starts whipping a tree and back to Thorpe. He said, interview is over. I'm going to be honest with you. I thought Dijak was going to piss on the tree. He said, he was talking about how like Eddie Thorpe goes through like the dance because he's native and stuff. Oh. And then uh so basically he was just gonna destroy what he loved and then he started whipping the tree. Like I said, I thought he was gonna piss on it, to be honest with you. Then we go back to the North American champ, Dominic Castillo bumps the next to Carmel Hayes. Dominic says Carmel can't be Elif because Carmel accuses Dominic of ducking Dragon Lee. He says his North American tell North American tell is not the A championship. Before Carmel jumps into the match next week, and Dominic said he had to go talk to Rhea Ripley. Then we go backstage to Becky Lynch and says NXT time at NXT was all about surviving, and now she's back to Real Life Women's Champion. Before Keon James interrupts and she has one Lynch here, and Lynch is like, it's lucky it's not her against her tonight, or she beat her up, and Becky said NXT a whole lot more. Then we go to our first of two Global Warriors invitations from A Block Tyler Bate versus Axiom. Master does some mat work, then Axiom gets side hillock, but Bate escapes and puts them ahead of Axiom for Bate knocks them out of the ring with a European uppercut. Axiom comes back in and he's fired up now. He knocks him out of the ring, goes to the top turnbuck, hits a moonsault to Bate on the floor. That gets. Oh my god, I can't talk to you guys. I do apologize. Axiom rolls Bate in the ring, goes to the top turnbuckle for a cross by for a two count. Bate powers with a fireman's carry into an airplane. He's made an Axiom rolls out of the ring as we go to commercial break. After the break, Axiom slams Bate down the top turn by the Bate catches Axiom slams him down. Both of the running modes, but Axiom catches him on arm submission. Bate powers out and hits a big right hand and charges him into a Spanish fly. Bate tries that second turn buckle, European uppercut, but Axiom catches him in a sleeper hole. Bate powers over fireman's carry into an airplane spin, but so Axiom reverses into a poison runner before Bate comes with a brain blast for a two count. Bate climbs on top turn, but Axiom cuts him off, climbs off there, and hits the Spanish fly top row for a two count. Then he gets a submission hole, but Bate powers out only for Axiom to reverse that. Only Bate to come off with a rebound layer, followed by Tyler Durham 98 to get his first two points on the board at 10 minutes and 8 seconds. This was a really fun match. It was one 7 out of 10. So Bate's next match is um, Lee Dempsey on level. I do know who wins up, but when I top up the standings, I'm not going to top up that match yet. Just to avoid spoilers. And then Tyler Bate, his final match will be with Butch on this Tuesday coming. And actually, speaking of Butch, we go backstage. He said he'll face Bate next week. Here recounts his long history with Bate. This is going to bring some bruiser in like Bate. Do we see Tiffany Stratton warming up for a match in the locker room? Then we go to a video from earlier today where Jokey Z explains to Ava that their trees die, and now they stand alone. Then we go backstage in the locker room. We see Trick Williams, the next champion, Carmelo is chatting. Trick says he can relate to being alone. Then Carmelo warns he's got a match with Dominic Stereo next week. Trick offers Venus Carver. Carmelo says he's got this. As we see Leslie clean out his uh, locker in the background. 
Edge Trick and Carmel part ways. Then we go to our tag team match in Creepers, Julius, and Brutus versus Idris and Elfin Malik Blade. So Julius Cream Malik Blade starts his matchup. Blade hits a draw kick and a dive on the Brutus on the outside, and Elfin hits a splash for on Julius for a two count. Bruce takes and Creepers hit a double team on Idris and Elfin for a near fall. Bruce hits a small drop for White Stain. Moons in a ring Zenton for a near fall. And Elfin makes the take to Blade and hits a crossbody from the top rope on the Brutus. And then takes an Elfin back in as they hit a double team blockbuster for a two count. And then Elfin hits some forms down. Brutus hits a famous hurt. And Elfin tucks trash, hits the rope, but Brutus comes back with a body tag since an Elfin flying. Julius, Ju Julius and Blade both tag in. Julius all out to belly belly suplexes on the both men. Spine buster on the Nofe and it catches Blade off the top rope. Julius holds Blade in a power position and Bruce goes to the top rope, hits the Brutus ball to score the win at 3 minutes and 38 seconds. This was okay. I just won 4 out of 10. Then after the match, we see Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo make faces from the crowd as we see Bronco Nima, Lucy, and Price Brawl with Hank Walker and Ted Goya draw on the ramp. Then in the locker room, we see Leo Fakir talks with Becky Lynch and Lynch tells her she's making her homeland proud. Then we go somewhere else backstage. Rocks and Price talk with some other women, but the women's breakout tournament. But they were interrupted by Electra Lopez Will of Vice. Lopez's press is causing problems in the locker room, and if Vice gets in Price's face, and we get a match for them next week. Then we go to our other Global Heritage Invitational from the B Block. Nathan Frazier versus Akira Tazawa. Tazawa got eliminated this past Friday, last Friday on level from Joe Coffee, so he has no way of winning this tournament. So Nathan Frazier, this is a must win, or he's mathematically eliminated. So Tazal grabs his wrist lock, but Frazier uses speed to escape, and we get a stalemate. Frazier grabs a hill, takes down Tazal, but Tazal reverses it. Frazier comes out the ropes with Drock, but Tazal avoids his springboard attempt. Tazal avoids a kick, hits a German suplex for wide running kick, goes to the top rope, and it connects from his Drock kick that sends Frazier to the floor. And then Tazal hits a toe base, so we see it rolls him back in the ring, goes for a top rope senton, or goes to the top rope, so Frazier runs up the ropes to cut him off, superplex, and then followed by Fergus suplex into a spinning neck breaker for the quick win at two and a half minutes. I was actually kind of disappointed. I thought this was going to go a little longer, but I just want five out of ten. So Frazier keeps his chances of winning the Global Heritage oh, B-Blog alive. Then we go backstage and where Joe Coffey says he's been the favorite in this tournament since the start. He predicts he'll beat Duke cuts in a secured top in B-Block. Before Duke interrupts as he beats Coffey, it'll be a three-way top tie at top of the group, and it'll be a triple threat match side winner, which is true, by the way. When I get to the stands, I'll talk about the B-Box scenarios, and then for A-Box scenarios, I'll talk about on Sunday's show on episode 70. The backstage, we see Becky Lynch and Woman Shame Tiffany Jet make their way down the halls for their match. Then after break, we go backstage for an interview with Mustafa Ali. He had to know and try to undermine his Tainu win last week over Dragon Lee. But here comes Dragon Lee to interim point. There's a fast count by special guest referee Dominic Stereo that gave Ali the win. Ali promises he'll give Lee the first shot at North American title if he beats Dominic in no mercy. Then we go. Somewhere else backstage, Wesley fast about his loss. He cleans out the lockers as he's done. Walks out the door before he can take that. We see a camera whips around to show a, uh, a woman in a black hoodie attacking Blair Denport as we found it. It was Gigi Dolan as security pulls him apart. And anyway, we go to the main for the women's title. Tiffany Stratton defends against Becky Lynch. Master of the lockup, and then Tiffany powers Becky into the corner to a clean break. Then Stratton kicks Lynch, grabs side hill to the top down by Becky, but Tiffany carts out and uses Matrix Bridge to avoid Becky. Lynch responds with her own cart round, goes for the stomper, but Stratton is able to escape, so he get, she gets a better lockup with a knee to the gut. 
They bounce Lynch off the ropes, hits the forearm to the back. Lynch comes back with her own forearm, but Strand recovers and hangs Lynch over the top rope, knocks her off to the floor as we go to commercial break. After the break, Lynch hits a charge in the corner, goes to the top rope, hits a missile drop kick for a two count, tries to go for the armor again, but Strand escapes and hits a sales blind bust for a two count. Then she goes for pretty smooth, but Lynch cuts her off, so Strand avoids a charge in the corner and pulls Lynch's neck down across the top rope. Strand climbs the top rope, but Lynch cuts her off, cuts her off and hits a series of punches. Strand reverses Superflex by sending bent Lynch face first in the mat, following with a small top ball for a two count. Strand picks up Lynch, but Lynch slips out of the back, goes for an off already side of the ring. Strand managed to grab the bottom with her foot and rolls over to power up Lynch, but Lynch carries the hits and takes him for a two count. Strand hits a running double stomp for an R two count. Strand wins for Lynch to get up and hits a manhandle slam, but Lynch reverses it. So she goes for Prince Moonsault ever again, but Lynch runs up, catches with a Russian leg sweep off the second uh, rope for a two count. Both women are then to a sharp roll to the <coughs> floor. Lynch tries to kick her from the air, but Strand blocks it and pulls Lynch off into the ring steps. She clears the announce to picks up Lynch for a powerbomb, but Lynch hangs on to the barricade to escape, kicks her, and then she falls on death. So it hits a leg drop, but the table does not break as we get I am the table moment. Lynch rolls Strand in the ring, hits another leg drop from the second rope, and gets a two count. Walks into Starmer for the third time, but Strand gets to the ropes for a rope break and empowers Lynch onto her short. Becky climbs to the thumbs off the apron, climbs the top rope, and hit, but Strand voids her off the top, hits the sail power for a close two count as both women are down. They trade strikes in the middle ring. Strand refers Manhattan's like into a roll for an R2 count. Tries to go for the pretty moons ever for the third time. Misses it, lands to her feet. But Lynch catches her with the manhandle slam to score the victory at 13 minutes and 19 seconds. I actually thought this was a really fun match. I just won 7 out of 10. So now Becky is a Grand Slam champion. What that means is basically she held every woman's the world women's titles back the women's title and the women's t- and the XT women's titles. I've seen a lot of people say Tiffany's bare. She's not. She'll be fine, honestly. But I I get why they put the Tom Becky, but honestly, if I was but I wouldn't have. I would have kept straight. I feel like Tiffany was just getting started with the women's title, but congratulations to Becky for winning. And that was it for NXT. Overall, I actually really enjoyed the show this week. I just won 7 out of 10 overall score. Honestly, for NXT, I would say check out the number the Elia Wesley match. Tyler Bayford's axiom in the main. That's the only three I recommend checking out. But here are the standings after nine. This is non-spoilers. So in A block, Butch is in the lead still with three points. One win, zero losses, one draw. Tyler Bate has two points, one win, zero losses. Axiom in third place, one point, zero wins, one loss, one draw. And Charge MC is in last place with no wins, zero wins, and one loss. So basically, technically, Axiom will be... because. And so I'll, I'll talk about it on Sunday's show. Then in B block... We have a first tie for first place. Joe Coffey with four points, two wins, zero losses. And Nathan Frazier also has four points, but he is finished with two wins and one loss. Duke Hudson is in second place with two points, one win, zero losses. And in last place, Akira Giselle has no wins, zero wins, three losses. Um, So Joe Coffey, so basically Joe Coffey has to win or get a draw because with a draw, he, they'll put him with the five and Duke will go to three. But if Duke Hudson does win, then we have a three-way tie. So I imagine they'll probably do a triple threat tiebreaker match for B-Ball because Frazier has to win over Duke and Joe has to win over Frazier. Still, they can do that if Duke wins is obviously triple threat. But Joe Cuff just basically has to go, has to win or draw. That's all he has to do to fans. So Friday's love up. A-Block, Tyler Bay for Shark Dempsey. Tag Team Match Metaphor, Lost Legend, and Jericho Jacks for Danny Palmer, Tam Paxley. Bronco Nima, Lucy and Price for Tyga Igua and Tyson. 
DuPont and Tag Dimension and lose Lucy Christophino for Ikeman Jiro. And next week's match so far, Chim for Shame match NXT, Chim Cornelius for Norman, Chim Dominic Stereo, Tyler Bate for his Butch and A Block of the Global Harris Tournament. I imagine that's probably going to be the winner takes all, I imagine. And from B Block, Joe Cobb for Duke Hudson and Roxanne Price for Lola Vice. And an No Mercy card made so far for September 30th. No Nard defense the Heritage Cup, can't, Heritage Cup title against the Heritage Cup Invitational winner. Dominic Stewart defends the North Tower Mustafa Ali. Kamara hates Vinny Axel, Eli Dragunov, and Braun Breaker for his Baron Corbin. So it's NXT. Now we head over to the Wednesday, September 13th show. We go over to Dynamite. Opening match, John Moss retains the International against Big Bill, 11 minutes, 27 seconds. In a women's honorable contenders match, Tony Storm v. Britt Breaker, Hikari Shida, and Nala Rose, 6 minutes and 24 seconds. Adam Page v. Brian Cage, 12 minutes and 4 seconds. In tag team action, Darby Allen, Nick Wayne v. Angel Parker, Matt Menard, 7 minutes and 39 seconds. In the main with the finals of the Grand Slam tournament, Samoa Joe defeating Roger Strong, 11 minutes and 3 seconds. So it was AEW. And then we'll head over to the Thursday, September 14th shows. We will kick it off with Ring of Honor, episode 28. So opening match for the Ring of Honor, Walter Claudio Castanelli retains over Rocky Romero. In six-man tag team match with Dean Fannery, Kyle Bravo, and Sean Dean. Team with Willie McDevine, the Outriders, Truth Magnum, and Turbo Floyd. Team with Kevin Koo. Mercedes Martinez being Zoe Lynn. Six-man tag teams, Gita Eggity, Toy Liliana, and Khan. Defeat Matt Brennan and Cole Roddick. Darius Martin defeat Christopher Daniels. Shane Taylor defeat Lee Johnson. Will Nightingale. Defeating Lady Frost, Josh Woods defeating Dominic Gennari, Ethan Page defeating Griff Garrison, The Work Horseman defeating The Boys, and the Mayor Era Fox defeating Tony Nese. They were actually did uh, record 12 matches, take 12 matches, but the AAA Latin America title did not, wasn't on there. So I don't know if that was just going to be a dark match or if that's going to be on next week's Ring of Honor, but wait and see. To win it over to Ultra Pimple Wrestling's Giant Series Day 4. Kick it over to Tag Team Match, Shuji Ishikawa and Ren. Abe defeating all these tag teams, Kogi, Kogi, Awasaki, Fifth Fire Thunder, 5 minutes and 37 seconds. In a triple threat tag match, Yonaraki Doan, Hokuto, and more defeating Koji, Awadimato, and Black Manorante in Black Generation International, <coughs> Kurochi Suzuki, and Kaji Sato, 5 minutes and 25 seconds. Saki defeating Sunny Figure Brain Boss for 9 minutes and 55 seconds. In tag to match, Saito Brothers Drew and Ray defeat Rising Hayato and Suki Oyagi face Psycho Break, 9 minutes and 15 seconds. Tag to match, Hikaru Saito and Andy Wu defeat Junior Regent, El Lindemann, and Junji, 10 minutes and 56 seconds. Six man tag to match with Astronauts, Takoya Nomura and Foyer Abe, Tio Hidaki Suzuki defeat Evolution, Suwama and Dan Tomer, Tio Rai Inoue defeat Dilram Suplex, 12 minutes and 11 seconds. Anime non-title match, World Tag Team Champions, Triple Crown with Champ Yuma Oyagi and Kento Miyahara versus Rocky Honda and Yuma Enzai into the 30-minute time limit draw. That was all Japan Pro Wrestling. Excuse me. And then we go to night five of the New Japan Pro Wrestling's Road Destruction and Kobe Night 5. This is another house show match. So do house show show. Sudoshi Kojima defeat Yuji Nakashima Fielder, 7 minutes and 40 seconds. In tag team match, Rosuke Taguchi and Yo defeating Tiger Mask 4 and Rush Tanza feed Black Hole Vacation on Tiger Mask 10 minutes and 18 seconds. Eight man tag team match, Shronso and Bolton Oleg defeating Eugene Nagao, Show Uno, Master Rao, and Oscar Lube by submission via Cobra Twist on Lube, 10 minutes and 50 seconds. Tag team match with Bebop Tag Team, 
Hiroshi Tanahashi never open weight six main tension and Toriyama defeating Great Bashio, Togi Magabe and Togi Hama via roll up on Hama, seven minutes and 53 seconds. Eight man tag team with Chaos to be DMDK via Rainmaker Maker on Bad Dude Tito, 11 minutes and 38 seconds. Ten man tag team actually with LOJ to be United Empire via Main Japan and Kyle Newham, 13 minutes and 22 seconds. In the main event, House of Torture to be just four guys for everything is evil on Michinoku, 14 minutes and 22 seconds. That was New Japan. Do it over to MLW Fusion. So we kick it off with Ichiban to be TJ Crawford, Becca to be TR James, and Microman for Sammy Dawes ended a no contest. That was MLW. And it went over to WWE's main event, brought to Reed to be Reg Moss. And tag match we had. Fighting Rares, Eric and Ivar, Devine, Cedric Alistair, and Sean Benjamin. So that was the main event. In the close of this week's show, we go over to Impact 1000 episode. Just, they're doing two nights of this, so this is night one. So on before the Impact, Jody Threads being Colin King, nine minutes, 29 seconds. The opening match on the actual Impact show, we had the 20-minute feature fire match. The rules are there's four briefcase hitting in each corner. Three of them contain title shots, and one contains a pink slip. And basically, so once you got the, you have to leave the ring for it to count. Otherwise, it won't. So the so the foreman that went with Chris Bay, Chrissy Steve moves in you more. Chris Bay grabbed briefcase number three. Crazy Steve grabbed briefcase number uh one. Moose got briefcase number two, and you more got number four. So what with Moose? I shall I'll, I'll tell you who won for and I'll tell you how. So those four did defeat Alpha Bravo, Bernard Kajar, Black Tours, Brian Myers, Heath, Jay Fidel, Joe Hendry, Johnny Swinger, John Scholar, Jonathan Gresham. Kevin Knight, Kushida, Lorraine Kid, PCO, Sammy Callan, and Steve Macklin. 13 minutes, 34 seconds. So Steve Macklin originally had the briefcase, but Rhino made his return and gored uh, Macklin, so the briefcase fell out of his hand, so Moose caught it, so that's how Moose got the briefcase. Then second match, the return of Team 3D, Bully Ray and d defeating the Desi Hit Squad, Champagne Jane Raji, Raheet Raju, 4 minutes, 55 seconds. Mixed tag team match, we had Frank Kassir and Tracy Brooks defeating the Edwards. Eddie and Alicia, 8 minutes and 32 seconds. And then even for the X Division title, Chris Saban defeating the champion Leo Rush, 16 minutes and 2 seconds to become a record 10-time X Division champion. So out of this uh, first night, Chris, the only match I recommend is the main event. That's the only one I recommend from this show. But next week, on this is technically what, 1001 episode, but this is going to be Impact 1002. Fatal 6-Way Ultimate, there's going to be some spoilers, so if you don't want to hear you can just fast forward. Fatal Six Way Ultimate Next Match Impact World Champ Tag Team Champ Saxbury Wentz for Samurai Del Sol, Rich Juan versus Mike Bailey versus Ace Hobbs versus Alan Angels, Dirty Dongo versus Jake Something, Eric Young versus Kenny King. Then that got turned to a tag match. Team Canada, Eric Young Scott, Tamar versus Kenny King and Sean Jean. Then that got turned to an eight man tag team match in America's Most Want, Chris Harris and James Storm. Oh, Team Canada versus Design, Dean and Khan, Kenny King and Sean Jean. Impact World Tag Team Champ Trey Miguel versus Josh Alexander. And eight. Woman tag team match. We had knockouts champ Trinity, Mickey James, Jordan Grace, Gil Kim, Austin Kong. First, Angel and Love, Deanna Pross, which saw Shaw, Samantha, and Tasha Steele. So that was uh, that's next week's impact. But that's the shows for this week, guys. I'm your host, Ethan Black. I'll be back on Sunday. Double episode on episode 70. That'll be the shows from Friday, September 15th through Sunday, September 17th. Have a good weekend, guys, and stay safe.